Hi, this is Kat Gilek-Seibert, and this is um, Dog of Clock podcast, and today I have a special guest, Libby Likins, and uh, Libby has been a previous guest of mine, and we were recording a few videos. Libby, do you want to talk a few minutes about yourself, introduce yourself? Yes, uh, I, I wear a number of hats, but one of them is I'm also a, a fellow medical professional like yourself, work in urgent care, uh, but I'm also an author of uh, Reflections on Transcendence, which is an inspirational art book, um, and also I have a digital magazine, uh, Magnificent Metamorphosis magazine. You're making me blush. You're doing so many things, and you're also a mom. Yes, I'm a mom. And you have a very calming personality. Um, I, I, every time I talk to you, I definitely drop, you know, five degrees or like blood pressure goes down in a good direction. <laughs> well, thank you. I try you to be. You're trying to, to and I, I know you love the idea of meditation, reflex, uh, reflective space, and basically constantly evolving. And Today, I have a topic for you to talk for a few minutes. It's motivation. Sure. And, you know, when I'm thinking motivation, I'm thinking about, obviously, lack of it. So how do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think the key is, honestly, uh, it all boils down to where your life is coming from. So if you're looking outside of yourself for motivation... It is very short-lived. So if, if for example, here's an example. If I want to lose 20 pounds for my daughter's wedding, um, I may lose five or 10 pounds, but then it gets hard and it's like, okay, uh, I'm not going to keep this up. Uh, I'll just buy a bigger dress. <laughs> <laughs> so if my motivation was more from the inside of me, that I want to be healthy. I don't want to, you know, lose X amount of pounds. I want to be healthy and take care of this body that houses my spirit. That is a true motivation that will get you where you want to go. And so what I do for myself, you know, I have a lot of things that need to be done. I have a schedule at, at, when I'm in urgent care, I have to move along and see patients, even though I'm tired and I'm hungry mm -hmm. and, you know, you know that. Uh, and then I have to uh, have deadlines for magazine. I have to get so much accomplished to market my book. Um, and so if I'm just thinking about that and a list of things, I don't want to do any of it. But if I step back and just relax for a moment, take a few deep breaths, look outside my window at the trees, something connecting with nature, then I see, okay, I'll do this right now. Okay, I'm done with this. Let me, what do I need to do next? And I wait for that to come up, knowing what I have to accomplish. I mean, you can't be completely without some sort of structure, but if I do it that way, I don't feel resentful and overwhelmed and like life is irritating uh, because I had many years of it feeling that way. Um, and, you know, it reminds me a little bit of what I've been trying to accomplish with meditation practices. I actually have a really good luck with uh, two apps. One is Calm, C-A-L-M, 
And another one is Inside Timer with a few very nice classes, courses. They, thanks God, they're relatively short so I can focus. Um, but they, you know, they, a lot of that, what you do in motivate in meditation is to find this very focus, this very kind of selective way to look at the space in order to even survive the trial of to be motivated. Right. What do you think about that? And I'm, I'm, I think in a way I'm asking, you know, do you think that meditation helped you or being reaching more to your spiritual self helped you to how you look at motivation life what you're going to do planning i i think it does and i think if people do formal meditation and if that helps them that's great if formal meditation just feels like another thing they have to do that's probably not great um so i think whatever it is that works for the person that turns them inward, whether it's, you know, music, for example. Yep. I mean, I love all sorts of music, but if there's dance music on, I'm not reflective. I want to dance. Right. Uh, but if I put, there are certain styles of music that really move me beyond words. I mean, there are no words. And so that puts me in a space. So if I want to uh, center myself so I can, do what needs to be done if I put on that type of music it it puts me inward as if I'm meditating but I'm I don't have my eyes closed I'm just feeling what I need to do um, mm -hmm. I think also for me if I go out in nature it doesn't have to be going out in the middle of the woods somewhere if you even find a tree and you sit and look at that tree and all of the life that's in that tree. I mean, there are birds, there's squirrels, there's, and, and just watching them calms me and, and centers me. It doesn't have to be expensive or formal. Yeah. Um, although formal things can help people if, yeah. if it's helpful for them. If it's just one other thing that they resent doing, then that's probably not helpful. <laughs> right, that's true. And, but you know, I think we can reflect back on your book um, reflections of transcendence. Am I saying yes. it right? Yes. And uh, the book has a beautiful set of photographs by Steve Lyons, the artist from Chatham, who left us last year. Was it last year? Um, actually, March. Maybe very March, recently. March, very recently, unfortunately. And it was very creative and uh, we were chatting with you about inspiration. Uh, but I am thinking, you know, about your book and I think, you know, now everybody's talking about meditation or mindfulness and definitely your book is uh, providing the space that is needed to calm your mind. And I think we need it during, you know, it should be almost promoted. Yeah, that we have resources like that, waiting rooms, but also busy workplaces um, because, you know, you can't be active for eight hours, but you can't be active every minute of this eight hours that you're working. Right. And I think we need to create for ourselves uh, this, this sa sacred spaces. And I definitely find it in your book. Um, but my question back to you is, so now, you know, mindfulness, what do you think is the next, next thing in mindfulness or in wellness 
because everybody is, you know, meditating right now. Right. People are asking how many minutes, what technique you use. What do you think is the next thing? Well, I think a lot of businesses are now taking the idea of mindfulness and again, making it a thing that is exterior to the person. So something you have to buy, something uh -huh. you have to go do. Mm -hmm. uh, and in uh, a wellness program you have to pay for. I mean, obviously some people need some structure. Uh, and, you know, if you have an instructor, they need to make a living. That's, you know, that's honest work. Yes. But to create a scenario where people feel guilted into paying for a, something that teaches them how to find their center, um, that can be problematic. So I think the trend towards thinking of mindfulness and awakening and consciousness and whatever label we want to put on it, it all boils down to turning yourself inward to connect with this spiritual matter or force or uh, uh, spirit or whatever we want to call it, connecting with who you really are. Because you and I both know when that spirit leaves the body, it's it's gone. I mean, you, you can sense that you can see it, you can mm -hmm. empty. And so yeah. what makes you and me who we are is not our body. So if we can connect with that essence, we don't understand where it comes from or where oh. it goes. if we connect with that, that's tapped into, in my view, a collective consciousness that's way beyond you or me. Um, and so if we tap into that, we'll have so many answers that we could not have ever come up with on our own. I've found that to be true in my life. I could never have come up with even the idea for this book or the mm -hmm. actual, the actual text for the book without tapping into that. Even now I'll look at the book and I'll open it up to a random page and I'm inspired myself. And I, I don't even remember writing that. Yeah. Because it, it didn't necessarily come from my own intellect. It came from a deeper place. So what motivates you to open the book? What kind of moments would you describe in your life on your day that you would open the book? Is it something planned or it's more spontaneous? Or did you, you know, do you position your book somewhere, you know, in your workplace with others and you can enjoy? Uh, there are books in each of the clinics that I work in and the staff will open them up too. I work in an urgent care setting, which is fairly stressful. Um, and so, you know, and I'm, I'm certainly subject to that. So I can feel like overwhelmed, but if I open the book or I even will, I'm posting um, basically little brief excerpts from the book on Instagram regularly. So that has an image attached to it that's been selected and often it's one of Steve's paintings as if you're looking at the book. So often at work, rather than hunt where that book is, I just look at that and then it calms me down. Mm -hmm. Especially if I just had a, a, an encounter with a patient that was very difficult mm -hmm. um, and, and not medically difficult, but you know, interactions with them because they're, you know, basically all wired up, mm -hmm. <laughs> irritated mm -hmm. about something. So in order to calm me, I look at that and pause for a moment 
and try to reflect and see that interaction for what it is. And that person is coming from a place that I don't understand because I don't know what their history is. Yeah. And so it calms me down to be able to more easily deal with them. Maybe you should, ha you should hand them the book. You should yeah. have the book at the, at the beginning, you know, it's like, why don't you go through this book? First 20 pages. <laughs> and then we can talk. <laughs> Sometimes they're not ready to hear that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Now, um, this was a very nice segment, Libby. And I want to end on the, you know, motivation also on the physical wellness. So how do you motivate what motivates you to get out and start exercising or eat well? How do you find motivation there? It's so, so busy with our busy schedules, you know, to just grab some snacks that are not necessarily healthy or forget to drink for a little bit. So what do you do about that? Well, I surround myself at home and at work with things that are healthy, that are salty or sweet, the two main things that we like to, you know, binge on that are not healthy. Uh, so that I have that with me. And so that keeps me from eating unhealthy things and making, it makes it easier for me not to make an unhealthy choice. And as far as exercise goes, I honestly feel better mm -hmm. when I exercise. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, long are the day ago uh, or the days where I want to be all buffed out. That takes a lot of work. The older you are, the, the more work it takes. Um, because we don't have the circulating hormones that aid us in doing that. Mm -hmm. But I want to take care of this body that houses who I am. Mm -hmm. And it stops being a chore for me. I just feel better doing it. Um, I've stopped being rigid about it, which I was in the past, saying, oh, my God, I have to do 20 minutes a day every day. I just let that come naturally. And I also, I take, uh, you know, karate classes twice a week. So that is a built-in thing that I enjoy. And it's good exercise, pretty good aerobic exercise. <laughs> um, so you're a karate kid. I'm a karate kid. I'm, I'm now a brown belt, actually, with, along Ooh. with my daughter. is something that we've uh, done together. And Very so, fancy. Yeah, but it's, for me, it's not been about advancing in the belts. It's been about learning more about which is the style i'm in is rather meditative also mm. so you're learning how to center yourself and not ever have to use these skills that you're learning so that can help you with uh, fighting some difficult conversation or relationships yes because uh, yeah. centers you on yes. i don't know inner strength yes and it's um yeah, it's an interesting thing, karate, where all, all martial arts, unless, you know, most styles, let's just say, not all, but you are trained to defend yourself, not be an aggressor, but you're also trained to not to get out of the situation where you don't have to use it. Hmm. And so it's been very helpful along with my other practices. It goes along with the way I see life um, and it's exercise. That's fantastic. Maybe next time we'll do like a little um, practice, practice session. I will be on my treadmill, you know, huffing and puffing, and you will be doing all the karate <laughs> movements and uh, all the noises that makes it sound so fancy, or at least in the cinema. Do you yeah. know what the cinema is, this place that we used to go to see movies? You remember? Oh, yes, I do. I do remember that. Remember really large, the popcorn everywhere? 
Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people around you. That's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're a little bit far out from that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Although we start dropping masks. Um, Libby, yeah. as always, it's such a pleasure. Thank you so much. And you motivated me to number one, um, you know, keep looking at the book of yours, follow you on Instagram and um, the daily quotes and continue kind of, kind of tagging along and learning about what's, what's important. So thank you so much and you have a beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you. You too.